From the short tracks to the super speedways, from two wheels to four wheels, it's Revved Up ATX on the Horn with Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. This is where Austin talks racing. Well, we have just passed the greatest day in motorsports every year. It just passed. The, the, this past Sunday and into Monday, for crying out loud, Memorial Day weekend. But we're just getting going. We're just getting going. Now we're into the summer, and it's time to drop the rag, and it's time to talk. Hashtag Real Race Talk. It's revved up ATX on the horn. Good morning, everybody. We welcome you in for an hour, the fastest hour on Austin Radio. Showtime, Bobby Chaffee, across the way. Bobby, uh, we were just talking out in the hallway. That, that, that Monday bonus wasn't too damn bad for me. I, I enjoyed that. Like you said, the timing was really good, uh, starting at just a t- right at 2. Yeah. Because they started to do the opening ceremonies and all that. But that gave you enough time to barbecue for lunch, even let you sleep in just a little bit. We were coming back from Texana uh, and got a chance to listen to the opening ceremonies. As we told everybody, you got to listen to the opening ceremonies for the for the Indianapolis 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. Like no other. Yes, none other. The only one that rivals it is the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But Indy's, Indy's top. Uh, with the whole taps playing and the 21-gun salute amazing. and everything else. Amazing. So it, it, it worked out. The Monday race uh, looks like it had decent Driver ratings. Intros. So. Driver intros. Really good this year. But uh, the kids, I was surprised with everybody bringing their kids. Well, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I, I think where I where I was sucked in is Alan Bestwick. When you get yeah. that voice, you get that voice doing that. To me, that's a lot better than LL Cool J or anybody else they can roll out. Yeah. Great well, spectacle. There's only racing. someone there's only someone uh there's very few people that can rival Bob Jenkins with the Indianapolis five hundred driver introductions. Yeah. Alan Beswick is actually one yeah, of them. No so. doubt. No doubt. Of course, Ty Hendo with us. Ty Henderson there. He's texting there with Ty a little bit during the uh, the Indianapolis five hundred. So a little taste of Indianapolis. What do you think about that? A little little different flair, isn't it? Yeah. I, I I had a little bit more going on that weekend, so I, I, I caught probably twenty minutes of it yeah. just to just to you know see what it looked like because yeah. I never, yep. I never had ever tuned in before. Yep. So I know really good my, stuff. My my interest in racing is still growing as we hey there you go week by week. Mission accomplished. That's what this show is all about. Specs text line for you guys. Your race weekend thoughts three three seven three seven seven six. Obviously talking Indianapolis. Bottom of the hour. Got to talk about NASCAR. Just a, a unbelievable week in NASCAR. The, this is like this is like no other. Just when you think, just when you think with NASCAR that you've seen it all and the the sanctioning body doing things that we thought would never happen, boom! This week happens. Yeah, I, I still can't believe the two things that we'll hone in on. I still can't believe that either one of them happened. The golden boy is gone. Golden boy. He got thrown out. Thrown out as we talk about. But let's hit the whole shot because I know a lot of you folks that listen, you, you may be, a, you may be a, a Little League parent. Uh, obviously, right now we've got the uh, Westlake Chaparrales uh, making a state playoff run for many years. I was the voice of Lake Travis baseball, so I was frequently at baseball games time after time. And even if you're at a softball game, you know, you go to one of these, you go to one of these Baseball games, usually. We'll say baseball or softball. You park, you try to park as far away as you can. Because, you know, you know and, and every time you go to the Express, you know, you go to the Express game out at Dell Diamond, and they do such a great job with a foul ball goes over, and you're like, well, where am I parked? Where am I parked? Where is that landing? And they've got the sound effects and all that. <laughs> Sunday, when Kyle Kirkwood, just dramatic crash, one of many. And I'm sitting there, watch this, and I say out loud, holy, probably F, that tire just flew off. 
Straight over turn two. Where, where did I, it go was the first thing. Ever, it, I thought it was going to hit the grandstand. Oh, me too. Man, I mean, it was headed. Those people would on that, that top killed, row had to duck. Would that have killed someone if it hit Oh, it? yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. No no doubt. So that, how did it, like, is that just crazy that it, it went over? It was just the velocity of it. Uh, I mean, because it, it cleared know, the fence. 225 yeah. miles an hour. It yeah. Bounce and yeah, and it, and it just flew. I mean, it looked like a golf drive is what it looked like. It just takes off. And, and you had to know that in that excitement, everybody's thinking, Oh, my God, where did it go? Where did it go? Well, Robin Matthews is sitting in the stands there at Indianapolis uh, frequent, yearly. She's always there, Indianapolis resident, loves everything about this. Um, R- Robin sitting there in, in turn two, or sitting where she's sitting, she's like, wait a minute, I'm parked in turn two. And they, they, they say, okay, it landed near some golf carts. And then Robin Matthews says, uh-oh, I'm parked near some golf carts. <laughs> well, Robin Matthews' ride got just a little bit tore up because the tire hit it. The tire hit it. Uh, she had just paid this car a 2012 Chevy Cruze named Snowball. It was a white Cruze. Yeah, it, it was. was. A white Chevy Cruze. And you see the pictures of this thing. It's destroyed. I mean, it's destroyed. That front destroyed. end, the right, uh, left front was just caved in. Did. It did. looked like it had been in a wreck in the Indy 500 itself. Knocked the snout right off it. But still, even with all of that, so so that's the story. But <laughs> one, of, one of the TV stations there in Indianapolis catches up with Robin Matthews. After this happens, totally under, she knows what's going on. She, they go, they go get her. They take her out onto the racetrack. Doug Bowles, for crying out loud, goes and gets her in the pace car, takes her out to kiss the bricks, and the, they're taking care of her. But this is Robin. This is Miss Matthews. After all of this happens, everybody was saying that well, tire. We saw the tire go over because I was in turn two, and they said the tire went over. And somebody said that it hit one of the golf carts. Well, I was parked by the golf cart. And I looked, and I saw the back of my car. And I'm like, okay, didn't think of anything. And then somebody from another suite's like, Robin, it was your car. And I'm like, shut up. You know, because I didn't believe him. He's a jokester. And he's like, it's your car. And he showed me a picture. I'm like, immediately my stomach dropped. And I was shaking. Just, just anxious and nervous, you know, just scared, not just thankful that nobody got hurt, you know, and um, my car's name is Snowball, and she took one for the team. (laughs) And Robin's like, give me another beer. I mean, what do you do at the, what do you do at that point? I had nothing. Yeah, and so Doug Bowles goes, president of Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Doug Bowles, full treatment, kisses the bricks with the entire staff there. Photo opportunities. She's very excited about all this. You know, the reality is going to hit at some point. Takes her home. Took her home for crying out loud. Boy, I'm saying for crying out loud a lot because this story is just unbelievable. Take takes her home, and then we find out later in the week. Roger Penske, again, here is Roger Penske, who picked up his 19th win at the Indianapolis 500, giving her a brand new ride. Or a... a pace car. Did it wind up being a pace car? It was, it was one of the Indy 500 pace wow. cars. look at that. And that's, uh, I believe, Chevy Camaros, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, look Z, at that. Uh, the ZR1, Z28s, whatever, God, the high-impact ones are. Bless America. That, that was unbelievable. But when that tire took off, I mean, obviously that was my first thought. It's like, oh, goodness. Where In the grandstands. Where's the grandstand? That's yeah. the first thing you think about. It, and, uh, and that was actually, if that was going to happen, it's a good spot because you do have that gap in between because it did. It went it went right between the two plazas there at Indianapolis and turn two. And, and there's there's your 
the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or however you want to make it a feel-good story right there. Uh, Robin Matthews, brand-new uh, pace car, uh, Indianapolis, and that's just one of the storylines. This race, to me, we talk about it on the program all of the time, all the podcasts at hornfm.com for, for Indianapolis. And the way that this wound up for me with with – it was very apparent to me. I think I knew by Thursday that the Coke 600 was not going to run. Every, I think everybody knew. Yeah. The whole weekend wasn't going to yeah, run. Yeah. Everything that I saw was telling me this is not going to happen. You get the Formula One race, comes out, you know, Max Verstappen wins by 28 seconds, so there you go, same result. Although that did, that did have a little bit when it started raining or whatever, but here we go. We go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis steals the day because you had all of this happens, then you have the finish that we'll talk about here in just a minute, but you had the whole day to soak this thing in, and you could go back and, and re-watch it. You were seeing highlights after highlights. This tire story was was something. The finish was something that came up, and I think for the for the North American, and this is where when we challenged the Formula One folks to really hone into Indianapolis, and this is not, it, I know there's a lot of, of foreign drivers in, in the IndyCar field right now, but when you get a dude from North North Carolina winning the Indy 500, that's something that's really going to play into the North American audience and bring people to IndyCar, I think. Well, it creates a star. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Joseph Newgarden uh, won a couple of titles with the NTT IndyCar Series, right? He's a multi-time champion. But I think winning the Indy 500, when it's on something that's so noticeable as like a major network broadcast, you knew it was special because Mike Tirico was there. Right, Mike Tirico, the the head anchor of NBC Sports, goes to all the big events, the Kentucky Derby. He does the play by play for Notre Dame. You know, it's a big event. So I, I think the fact that he was there and and NBC did a great job. Uh, I like that they still tied in their main NASCAR audience with the Indy cars by having all the NASCAR influence over there. Dell Junior's there. We all know Dell Junior moves eyeballs, moves needles, and all that good stuff. But uh, it was it was one of those events that you just knew it was special. And uh, it turned it, it delivered. Uh, it really did. If you haven't looked at the Kyle Kirk, uh, Kirkwood crash, mm-hmm. just uh, watch it on YouTube. The impact when he goes upside down and backwards was so bad that it blew open his visor. Yeah, and and I would I would really like to know because the, the finish of this and we did we had uh, I guess three red flags by the time this was all said and done. You had some grueling crashes. There is never never in the Indianapolis 500. There's there's never just a casual spin. I mean, if you spin out, you're going to spin just out. Just the spin and win by Danny Sullivan. That, that's exactly the only right. One. That's the only one. But it's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty gnarly when you have these wrecks and and we saw that. But I, I would love to know. I kind of flash back to the season finale of Formula One that caused such a stir. Uh, you know, a couple of years back when you had a, the the change in policy, the change in result, or whatever, right there. Because we have watched the Indianapolis. I remember a couple of years ago on the show where we came in and we talked about that race finishing under yellow. And it's like there's got to be a way to give give you a competitive finish. I mean, you're running all this. You get to lap 198. Here's the yellow. You're going to finish under caution. Well, IndyCar, NTT, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they go totally off script here on this where you have two laps to go. You got Marcus Erickson about to win two in a row. He's about to go back-to-back. No, Nobody had done that since Elio back in the early 2000s. So he's about to do that. Here's the crash. Red flag. Unprecedented red flag. <laughs> Unprecedented. Red flag, stop. And Marcus Erickson's like, wait a minute. We're supposed to go back. This can finish under caution. I'm going to win again. Not so fast, son. Red flag. I could not believe when I, when the red flag dropped, I, I literally stood up out of my recliner and staggered over and got another beer and said, what just happened here? 
It was insane. I mean, unprecedented red flag uh, to make. And they, they have never, the series is never in however long they've no. run with Carter or anything else, come out for a white flag off a of pit lane. It was literally a one-lap shootout Drag to race. determine the Indianapolis 500 champion. We talked about it before on the live cast where we've seen the other shoot. NASCAR has almost the perfect formula to ensure a race finishes under green with the green-white checkered overtime finish. We saw it with Formula One there that was successful there in 2001 with Verstappen out dueling Hamilton. They attempted it earlier this year. I guess it was at Australia or one of the earlier races where it was a complete cluster. They all go down into turn one and lose it. So, And then you see the Indianapolis 500. While it worked, it was so controversial. You don't have the controversy in NASCAR when it comes to having a race finish under green. Right. And here's, you know, going off the script right there, obviously Marcus Erickson. Uh, He's you know, pissed off. Yeah, yeah, he is because he they took the race from him. Uh, I mean, getting away from the precedents that have been set, you know, throughout throughout all the years. The 106 six races before, it had never been this way. And here's Joseph Newgarden. You, we take off, and, and I love what you said right there. I, I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. Uh, when a one-lap dash is unbelievable, and, and to be able to make the pass right there, Marcus Erickson, of course, says that this could have been dangerous. This could have been so dangerous, which he's probably right. But I think every lap that you run in the Indianapolis 500, I don't care if it's one 10 or 200 the first lap to the last lap they're all dangerous they're all dangerous there and it's it's just a huge move down the back straightaway new garden wins another one there for the captain and and the fallout after this it's like what is indianapolis doing but as i was just talking about a couple of years ago you had the fallout about there has to be a system to prevent these races from ending under yellow so i would imagine where i'm going back to kind of the you know not the helicopter theories or any of this to, to where i'm thinking I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall in race control. As all of this is happening, you're thinking, okay, here's here's our chance. Here's here's Indianapolis. It's our day. Coke 600 ain't gonna run. Monaco was horrible. Let's do something. Let's do something different. Let's do something different. And they did. And I tell you, it. Uh, you have a lot of folks disappointed that. It did finish under caution. It's strange how yeah. the, how the flow works. Yeah, and you know, I'm like you. The the black helicopter theories about how many how many red flags did it take for Team Pinsky to get a win at Roger Pinsky's <laughs> racetrack? You know, I don't think it worked like that. By no means, it was such a fluid situation. Um, we know uh, Chip Ganassi's won a whole bunch of Indianapolis 500s. He had a chance to win another one. I don't think they took him away as much as they just decided to. They wanted that race to finish under green because of the fact that it was absolutely the uproar a couple of years ago when it ended under caution. I guess it was when Takuma Sato won mm-hmm. number two. The fact that it ended under caution, everybody lost their ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but negativity. We got to do something. NASCAR gets it right. You know, we need to have a race finish under green. It just happens the last couple of years. The, the competition's so good there at the end, there's always been a crash with a couple of laps to go. And, and once I really went back and watched it a couple of different times and, and really lit, lit it sink into what I had actually just watched, I, I love the call because let's say, let's say that they would have said, okay, we're doing a green-white checkered. We're doing overtime or whatever NASCAR calls it. You would have let's say you 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 drop the you drop the rag off they go you have a crash and then they're like okay well you know we can't this comes back to the dangerous factor because we see it in NASCAR at the big tracks to where you're going to do overtime and you're going to have the three or four different uh, attempts at a restart right there 
You start doing that at Indy multiple times to try to run a dash, you know, green-white checkered, you've got lives in jeopardy right there. Not that that you don't on NASCAR, but this is extremely different, extremely different from the NASCAR product. As much fun as the race at TMS was with the passing and the drafting and everything else, for some reason when I was watching watching Indy there on Sunday, it felt a little bit more dangerous than at TMS, yeah. and I don't know why. Well, Maybe it's just the allure of Indy and the dude, fact they've had some people die at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway during the 500. When, when these guys, when you get the shot from turn one and they're coming down the straightaway, and they're all over the place. Four wide, five wide. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get chills right now thinking about that. I mean, one little slip up, one little slip up, and it's... I mean, it's Salt Walther all over again. I mean, it's all of that stuff that 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 we've lived through uh, that, that you're talking about right there, and just the finish of this. You know, them them saying, okay, it's going to be a one lap dash to the finish. I think the fact that still you you know it's Newgarden, Erickson, Ferrucci, Polo, Alexander Rossi that that is your top five. But I think the simple fact that they got this done, they got back, they didn't wad anything up, they didn't crash at the line, they didn't crash on the cool-down lap or any of that. You didn't have any hurt feelings other than Marcus Erickson, understandably. There goes back to what we talk about on this program all the time, how good this series is. And it was on Showcase Sunday afternoon. How good was uh, Ferrucci and oh. A.J. Ford? I, there for a while, it was about 10 great, to go. Dude. I mean, I thought I thought we were going to have Super Tex back in victory lane at Indy uh, with putting his pacemaker to the test there. Oh man, and and just to see him, to see him there, you know that uh, I think it just all came together right there. We've we've talked about that IndyCar needed that moment, and they had it right there because it was just to have Super Tex back there. And so Super Tex looked pretty good. I, I got to say he looked good but, for his for eighty, what eighty or eighty two. Uh huh. But hell, I'd look good too if my, my cars were were running the way they were. And it it was a great month for AJ Foyt, and and, and AJ Foyt. You know, A.J. Foyt racing, being strong, having a good presence, A.J. Foyt Enterprises. Again, that's another good thing for NASCAR when you have that. But you go back, I mean, the Arrow McLarens were good. I mean, with Rossi in there. I mean, I, I seriously thought Alex Rossi at one point uh, may have an outside chance that maybe he was going to be able to strategize his way into doing this. But to see him strong, uh, I mean, it was just, it, it all came together really nicely. I mean, Ryan Hunter Ray back in the race, almost in the top 10. That uh, This was a brilliant Indianapolis 500. So for those, a quick uh, history lesson for A.J. Foyt, the people may or may not know A.J. Foyt that are new to the show, four-time Indianapolis 500 winner, one of the only four men to win four times at Indy, uh, kind of the Richard Petty, if you will, I guess, of, of IndyCar racing, where they've had some success, but it's been 20, 25 years since they've been a relevant team, but the name A.J. Foyt has just stuck with IndyCar fans because, you know, it's A.J. Foyt. So mm-hmm. that uh, you know that was uh, where everybody was really happy when Ferrucci was leading and, and had a chance to win that thing. They didn't win it. They finished third, right, third or fourth, third, third. third. Yeah. That that's huge. That's, that's a, a win. That's a win for that that's team. A yeah. win. Yes, because AJ's teams have struggled, and and for them to be able to put that together right there, that that's just going to help them, you know, moving forward. And and this is where I mean, looking at the at the top ten right here, you know, with the teams: Penske, Ganassi, AJ Foyt in there, Errol McLaren. You got Ed Carpenter in there. You know, Andretti Autosport. There's the balance. There's that balance right there. This is all there, and and how. Man, they race again this week. That's the biggest thing. They, <laughs> they go back to back races. Race again this week on a temporary street course in Detroit, 1.7 miles. 
And boy, I'm hearing some uh, really, really, really crazy things about this course. So there you go. Stack them up back to back. That's the best thing to happen to Indy in a hot minute. It, it really Coming is. Coming off the momentum of the 500 going into Detroit, and it's back on Network NBC. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nine turns, 1.7 miles in Detroit, yet another IndyCar staple, and that's Indianapolis, Detroit. Uh, I mean, there, there are other venues. Man, I wish they'd come back to Coda, but uh, there they are. They're hitting, they're, they're hitting well, their Well, it's stride. a different course this time. Mm-hmm. They used to run at Belle Isle forever. Mm-hmm. Remember the old Trans Am races at Belle Isle? Yes, sir. Back in the day, the '80s with with Schrader, Kenny Schrader, and mm-hmm. Tommy Kendall, and some of those man, those 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 SCCA Trans Am races were really good at Belle Isle. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Joseph Newgarden, the winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, in a historic one. Uh, find it, go watch it. There's highlights of it. There's lots of highlights because most of the race was a highlight. Really good stuff. And his speech is on YouTube with the championship speech that next. I guess it was Monday. Excellent, excellent speech. Really, really good. And and I do want to – hats off to NBC. I mean, you, you talked about uh, NBC right there. Um, they let this be natural. And for Newgarden to get out of the car and go straight into the stands. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was great. I mean, you've, you've – Indy, Indy was pissed. No, of course. Of but, course. Because you know, they wanted him to go up and celebrate on the stand. But best victory celebration in a hot minute ran straight into the stands. No doubt. At, at the historic place, and, and it was just great. Well put together. It, it, all the pieces fell into place. Indianapolis 500, that stole the show on Sunday. We raced on Monday. <laughs> and then, um, I guess on Tuesday, the crap hit the fan in NASCAR. And there's a lot to break down right there. We're talking money. We're talking suspensions. And just a lot happening in the world of NASCAR. That's coming up. This is Revved Up ATX on the Horn. We're live, local, digital, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Language right there. Ty Hindle, crew chief. As we talk Detroit, 1.7 mile, nine turn road course. Temporary road course is where Indy, the NTT IndyCar Series goes after just a spectacular weekend. Great music choice right there. Good old Detroit. Detroit needs something good to happen. Yeah, <laughs> something good needs to happen in Detroit. It's like every time you look at that stuff in Detroit. I know, I know, in my real estate workings, it's like Detroit comes up, and it's like, oh my goodness. But uh, that's going to be a fun race, and and now now you go. Now here's the hangover, and it's going to be the follow up. And of course, you you can't script any of this stuff. But but I I just think that now, I mean, you've got a great point battle going on right here in, in this thing, and this is where. You know what we'll see. Alex Pillow is is just tremendous. Uh, I mean, Scott Dixon. They're they're just week after week in the regular races. That there there are just so many people that can win these races, and mm-hmm. I think that's what separates IndyCar at this point. Well, that's that's the best part about it is they have the most 
people eligible to win, you know, in terms of talent and teams than they probably ever have. It's the most competitive it's been in a decade. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is half the people don't know who half the people are. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, in comparison with Formula One, I mean, and again, it was a beautiful, I mean, Monaco, I mean, Monaco is what it is. It's those three races are on that day for a reason, lots of reasons, but to sit there and watch that, you know, you start your morning watching that, those tight corners, I mean, the tunnel, I, I mean, everything that you see right there but it's just i mean 28 seconds i mean and, and i saw something flash up on on one of my uh tickers here earlier where it said uh ironic looking uh formula one grid for barcelona and i'm like whoa what's going on here well verstappen won the pole but signs out qualified leclerc is uh, i guess the difference is what the difference was there so well, it is in Barcelona in Spain. So Spain, yeah. So uh, I, I don't expect any different uh, tomorrow, tonight, whenever that is. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. But it was the rain, like, like I said a little bit earlier, the rain right there did, did make it a little racier. I mean, I really like, uh, you know, the Esteban Ocon story. I mean, it seems like... Alonso was still a good story. Yeah, yep. The, the stories that we're getting out of these races aren't oh, tremendous finish or tremendous battle for the lead or any of this. It's like, oh, Esteban Ocon... On the podium, that's nice. Uh, Fernando Alonso, you know, bounce back year. Uh, you know, Aston Martin, what a great story. But you know, I don't know. Those stories are gonna run out at some point. Yeah, Aston Martin and uh, <laughs> Aston. No, I guess uh, yeah, Aston Martin and uh, Honda. Honda, twenty six. Ooh boy, Red Bull kind of got the shaft on that. Boom, there it is right there. Well, you know, Red Bull doing doing Red Bull going to the well, Blue Bull doing their own thing. So. Yeah, they're gonna do their own thing. So Honda says, watch this. But so. you know what's great though about the whole race day? We talk about how cool it is. The race fans, you had more NASCAR fans watching. You have more NASCAR fans watching Monaco. And the Indy 500 than than any other time of the year watching an F1 race and watching an Indy car race. I wonder if the NASCAR, how many of the uh, you know more you know dug into NASCAR fans. I wonder how many of them have a mimosa during Monaco. I did. You did while I was camping. Oh, nice. I brought the okay. champagne with the camper. Yeah. No, I did. I didn't have a mimosa. I mean, I, I did crack a beer at eight thirty, but you know that that's my mimosa. The only time the only time I do mimosas is is when I'm cycling. Because we, we come out, and usually on Sundays, you know, they have the, the champagne and the orange juice there. So I'll, I'll do that there. And they're like, you really like your mimosas, don't you? I say, yeah, here. I drink them here. That's yeah, it. You can, you can drink them at home. Yeah, but it's just not the same. But you it's know? the only time it's appropriate to drink a mimosa during a race is during the Monaco race. I don't know. What would you do, Ty? I, I, I hate champagne for some reason. Really? It gives me a headache instantly when it touch my, touches my lips. So. Mm. <sighs> I'd rather drink a screwdriver like, or something. Yeah, screwdriver, michelada in the morning, something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I figured out. So, Bobby, you know this. I have a snoring problem, and I'll be doing the sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing. Well, I mean, I do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold I mean, on there. <laughs> yeah, I can't throw stones in a glass house for sure. So, so I, I uh, you know, I, I did. I mean, you hear the, you hear Chad talking about it here. On, I go for my partner. I'm tired of my poor partner having to like go sleep somewhere else or whatever or nudging me at night, you know. So so I go and, and I'm gonna have a sleep study. But I have figured out this is a scientific thing. I've noticed that on the on the Sunday mornings when I have champagne or a mimosa or whatever, and I say when I have a mimosa at cycle. It's usually about five of them, <laughs> and then that just kind of starts the day for the race stuff or whatever. I think on the days that I have the mimosas, usually on Sunday nights, I snore worse. I, th I think the mimosas is a problem. This is the world, it relaxes you, and then... Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Huh. That's my excuse. I mean, that would be my excuse. So I don't know. See, Pe- Rodney and I have done, we, we've been, we've been, you know, doing the radio stuff for so long and the racing stuff for so long. We've had to share hotel rooms, you yeah, know, and, and, and we're two cheap. twins. <laughs> yeah, we're two, cheap. Two twin beds. We right? have no money. It's like, you know, like, I'll wake him up snoring and then I'll Break go back airplugs. to sleep. Yeah, and then come back and he'll wake me up. Oh, so. when I when I used to vacation with my family, uh, my dad snored so bad, or at least he used to, uh, that I would go in the bathroom and sleep in the bathtub with a blanket and a pillow. Wow. Ooh, that's I'd rough. still hear it. Man, so well, I, I understand both of y'all's pain. On that, I, I, I can tell you right now when 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 I wake up, it's usually on Monday mornings. I wake up and I feel over, and the dog's there. Reach for a dog first. No offense. But then I reach a little further over, and I'm like, uh oh, Tracy's gone. And so I instantly, I instantly <laughs> look straight to the door. I, I look straight to the door. And it's closed, and I'm like, man, this must have been a doozy. This this must have been a good one, man. I'm surprised you didn't get like the like the Jim Spencer alert on your phone. You know, thunder has been de- detected in your area or something like that. That's when I know it's bad. When that door is closed, it's like, man. And of course, she has stiff neck all day, and you know, sore shoulders, and the couch uncomfortable. So, sleep study. I'll let you know if I pass, mm-hmm. which I'm sure I won't. I'm going to fail, but. Speaking of not passing, how about that one pass from Chase oh, Elliott? Yeah, I guess technically the pass from Denny Hamlin and, on Chase Elliott, and 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 we can because that correlates into the two big stories, uh, not passing Tech. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about that first. So it was a year ago in the playoff. No, it was that in the playoffs. So Bubba Wallace mm-hmm. is suspended, um, hooking Kyle Larson. I mean, no, clear as day. Right rear hook. Clear as day. Everybody knows as a racer that's unacceptable to right Cannot rear somebody. That. You can't do it. Cannot do it. I don't care if you don't like them. I mean, do something else. Do not do that. That is dangerous. That's not just dangerous for the driver. That's dangerous for so many people, all the drivers. I mean, people in the grandstands. Well, here's Chase Elliott, who is, you know, just making his way back from the from the snowboarding incident, and he hooks Denny Hamlin. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And what what I think is so funny now, Bobby, with this, so, so he's sitting out this week, and it'll be Corey LaJoy uh, behind the wheel there of the uh, Napa Chevrolet. But what, what I think is so weird now is people still want to argue, no, he didn't hook him. There's all this technology now. They can pull this stuff up, and they look at these bar graphs and all that, and it's like I heard Moody say on the radio the other day, he when that happened, he didn't turn. That's the most he turned left all day. Yeah. The <laughs> SMT, SMT data does not lie with these new cars. Right. And it's clear as day, and people still want to say, no, he didn't hook him. Uh, I mean, and, and and is the suspension, uh, I mean, yes. He, it's, it's, it's consistent. He, he And, and that's, what, that's what we want is the... Is the you know consistency there from NASCAR? Now here's where I have an issue. Here's where I do have a little bit of an issue, and 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 I'd love to see what you think here, Bobby. He's already getting the waiver because of the injury thing, which is fine. I mean that that's what it should be. I mean, you remember Jimmy Johnson had COVID and and all these other things happened, and that's what the waiver's intended for. But now he gets a second waiver for getting thrown out. I I don't. He's getting in the playoffs anyway. Don't you think? I mean, he got to win one to get in, though. Yeah, and and he's within the point window. He just got to win a race to get in there. Yeah, for and, sure. And what happens in the playoffs? They have a, they just have a race with everyone that qualified. No, it's everybody. You race your sixteen guys, and you still race everybody else. Oh, yeah. So it's just still about the points. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's still the full field, but you go in sixteen players, players, sixteen drivers advance into the first round of the playoffs, uh, but you still have thirty six cars or whatever it is. 
but where you have to focus in, I mean, the, the other non-16, they're racing just as hard as they always do. They still get in the way like they do on regular weeks. So they're, they're there. They do, nothing, it, they do nothing different with the race. It's just that those 16 are playoff eligible, then it cuts down to 12, then to 8, and then to 4. Week by week. Uh, every what is it? Every three races. Every three races. Every three races for the final ten, and then the final race at Phoenix, you have four, and and the points at that point they're accumulating points to advance into those rounds of the playoffs. When you get to the final four, those four drivers points don't matter. Whoever's the better of the four that day is the champion. That's cool. Okay, I yeah, like that. That is cool. Now, what I'm waiting for a year where the champion doesn't win the race. It's, it, it, since 2014, it hadn't happened. I know. So, like, I, I want it to be, well, the champ actually finished fourth, but he was the best of the four. That's what I, that's what I want to see It happens in the year. Xfinity Series every year. All the time. Except for when Daniel Hemrick won. All the time. And what used to happen, I mean, when there was no playoff, when it was just points for 36 races, you could sit there and the, and the point leader, if he, if he got ahead enough, because no, points never reset. As these, as these playoff rounds in, the points reset themselves for the guys in advance. You could get out there, and if you were five, six races from the end, you just sit there and stroke it with a three. Not, not stroke it literally, but uh, stroke the car, and um, you just sit there, run twelfth, and and you know, there you, you go. Just putter around all day and end up winning the championship a race early. Yeah, it used to be. I mean, I remember you know guys twenty third, twenty second place finish at Riverside twenty or nineteen seventy eight Cup champion. What? <laughs> but um yeah so that so that's the playoff format that that's why all of this is so important so this is going to be the battle for chase elliott because he's going to miss this race he's already in the hole from the injury so like bobby was talking about it is must win it is must win to to get him through but it, you never know with hendrick i mean obviously hendrick the 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 product right there is is you know top notch at some point he may go on a three race win streak and it doesn't even matter nascar set the precedent on waivers in 2015 when Kyle Busch broke his leg and broke his ankle, then he couldn't participate until his Coca-Cola 600. They gave him a championship waiver, and he went in and won the title. Now, granted, there's not an asterisk there in 2015 that says that he made it in the playoffs but didn't compete a third of the season. That's <laughs> right, when so NASCAR set the precedent with a, with a medical waiver. So right. they just let him in because, like, you're usually good? Well, because he got hurt racing. Because he got hurt racing. He broke broke his legs at Daytona, mm-hmm. so he got the medical waiver. Even though he had to miss all those races, he was still going to be eligible for the playoffs, and that's what happened. He had to get to like thirtieth in points and win a race to get into the playoffs. Okay, which he so did. they yeah. weren't just like, "Oh, you can just be in regardless." No, no, he had, he had, he had to earn it. He had to earn it. Okay. But even though he was going to be in errors, the waiver was like, "If you can do what you need to do, the minimum that'll get you in." Would they have done that for any Joe Schmo, or is it just because it was? It, it, we've never well it never uh, happened. Your, your man, your man in the Xfinity series has a waiver. Which uh, one? Josh Williams. Oh, that's right. He did that, get the waiver. Yeah, you've got a guy. He, he kind of a Joe Schmo. I mean, but uh, so he's in the X, Xfinity series at Atlanta. They tell him, "Hey, you need to stop your car," meaning get off the track. Or they told him, "Get off the track, stop your car." He stops on the start finish line. And they and threw him out for a while. Parks week. it. Literally parks, parks it. it at the start-finish line. Yeah. They, they sit him down. I have the T-shirt. Paid yeah. extra for the T-shirt. Yeah. He just stops. And he's like, well, they told me to stop. <laughs> so he stopped. And they gave him a waiver. And this this kind of goes back to, to me. I love that he got a waiver because he isn't Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, any of these people. But I don't think you should get a waiver for that. And I don't think that, that Mr. Chase here – should get an Elliot or should get an Elliot should get a waiver for hooking Denny Hamlin 
I mean, it, it, it's there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, how many can you get a year is the next question I have. I mean, what if he does something else? I mean. Wait, so NASCAR suspends them and then gives them a waiver that makes them not suspended? The, the, well, still so playoff eligible. Playoff eligible. Playoff yeah. eligible. He's going to. He's not going to so get. If you, usually, if you get suspended, you're just not playoff eligible. Eligible. Well, th- this, well, the points. Uh, this like, is all brand new. I mean, that's <laughs> and that's it's a little confusing. Yes, like a yes, and, a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, follow it, Bob Pockris on Twitter, and he yeah, helps explain it. Yeah, okay. it, it, and, and I totally get it because you have had, like I said, with Jimmy, you know, when he, when he had the 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 covids and and all of this stuff, and you've you've had. I mean, when folks have situations, I, I mean, you've had Denny Hamlin with different injuries and all of this, and 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 it's. I mean, it's consistent. I'll give NASCAR credit. We talk about consistency. They're very consistent at giving waivers because it's like, oh, okay, here you go. Hey, you you can get in. But I, I don't know. It remains to be seen what's going to happen here. But, you, you know, the hook, and, and I think what, what they're doing is they're, they're really sending the message to the garage. And, and with it, let's dive in speaking of the garage. So this, this penalty – this L3, never an L3 penalty have we seen before to where we, we've talked on the program about the single source parts on this brand new race car. And that means there is a single source. Uh, this this piece of paper that I'm holding right here, uh, it's this manufacturer, this piece of paper, this what ha- this what ha- is has has to be on that race car. Well, the 20th place finisher in the world in the Coke 600, Chase Briscoe, they take that car to the NASCAR R&D Center and take it apart piece by piece by piece by piece. They start digging around in there, and they get in the bottom side of the engine compartment. Counterfeit piece. <laughs> Never have heard that word before, NASCAR. What happens when you pass a counterfeit bill? You get in trouble. That's what happened to Stuart Haas. A lot of trouble. Lots of dollar bills. $250,000. Lots that's, of points. That's that's more than what Hendrick had per car. Absolutely. And this, I heard some folks saying, well, why doesn't this happen to a major team? How much more major do you want to get? SHR. I mean, that's <laughs> it's one of the top championship caliber teams. Yeah. And and, and this is, the what did they call it? A uh, uh, epic failure? I, I forget. I wrote it down somewhere. Epic failure and quality control. Quality control at, at the shop. Because they're this, not they're not fighting it. They're not appealing it. No, not even. And if uh, take a look at Johnny Klossmeyer, uh, you you look at his picture because you're not going to see him for a while either. The crew chief. Six weeks. Six weeks out. And it's now this is catastrophic. This is catastrophic for this group to where the fact even more so I think catastrophic for for the 14 team. They ain't been very good. Well, they were close to the playoffs. They were mm-hmm. 17th. 17th. Yeah. He was 17. Now he's, what, post 30. But this this is dropping the hammer. Yeah. They're not did. playing. So, Ty, he's still playoff eligible, but they took away, what, 100 driver points and 100 yeah. owner points. And 25 playoff points. Playoff points. So, when he gets, owner if he points. makes it, if he makes Money. it to the playoffs, he's behind 25 points. Because there's the an owner's championship here, too. Okay, so that's what, the, like, if you have four cars, you get points from all those drivers. Is that how that works? That's right. Yeah. Owner, no, each team. Each team. team. Each team. Like yeah. each individual. Like 14 car, four car, 10 okay, car. You know. cool. Yeah, so this still learning here, still learning, dude. This, so this is, is confusing other, so to me. So is a lot of other people. Don't feel bad, Ty. Yeah, no, you're just asking the questions that some of the listeners don't ask. They don't <laughs> chime into the specs tech line sometimes. Yeah, well, and you, you know the whole the whole thing with this is you know you come back to Ford. This this seems very and. 
Who would have ever guessed that the 20th place car is going to the R&D center? They just randomly pick. And this is where... It's weird how when they randomly pick, that's the car that ends up with the suspension it's, it's like and the all, fines. All this jacked up stuff. The random car. I mean, the top three pass with flying color. Dominated the race. The 12 car Ryan Blaney. Why are, why are people saying, well, we're glad he can still win? I know we hadn't won in a while. Hadn't but won in a while. I, I never top-notch equipment. I, yeah, I guess, but it, of course, neither is Cindric. So, well, and this this goes back to the I think the underlying problem right here with maybe with what we saw with SHR, maybe they're just grasping at straws here because Ford is struggling. I mean, Chevy's won a lot. Yeah, I mean jo- Joey Logano. I mean, but Joey Lo- Joey Logano could win on a donkey at the Kentucky Derby. I mean, he's. He's just that good, but it. Uh, other than Joey Logano, I mean, that really seems to be the 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 consistent Ford. But but Ford, I don't know, Harvick's man. Harvick's getting better. He is. He, he's firmly in the playoffs. I, I I think he'll be fine. But it um, Ford's got some work to do. But that that is dropping the hammer. When you start talking about counterfeit stuff, ay ay ay. Yeah, that's dropping a big sledgehammer. That is huge. That's uh, insurmountable right there. And I wonder how that shakes up Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, they may not. They may not do anything. I mean, they're they're not going to take Josh Berry away from, um, uh, yeah. the uh, what's his name, Rodney Childers. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Mm, stuff to follow and uh, heading to Gateway. Uh, that that's going to be a fun race too. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Coming up, pit stop news and notes. Uh, a little NHRA talk there. Uh, more stuff coming up. Uh, places for races on a just a crazy week. Crazy post Memorial Day weekend. It's revved up ATX on the Horn, 104.9, FM, AM 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. St. Louis. Every time. Ty does it every time. Oh, In a good way. And, and, and I, good. And I can tell you right, Ty always wins. Ty's the winner. And that right there, those tones right there, that, that has to be my man, Johnny Paycheck. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bobby Bear and Johnny Paycheck. Man. Yeah. Two of my oh. favorites. Damn straight right there. Country music. All we have to do is tell Ty where we're racing and he takes care of the rest. That's right. Country music. Man, Johnny Paycheck and Bobby Bear. I'm going to... Might have to dial me up some Johnny Paycheck a little bit later on. Maybe checking out the Xfinity race. Uh, I, I've got uh, had a daughter that turned 23 yesterday. I've got another one that turns 21 tomorrow. So uh, today's kind of the buffer day. And uh, so for my daughter's 23rd birthday, I went to Waco. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's uh, I, what uh, what's going on nine months. Well, like what what happened nine months previous to oh. where you had two kids? Oh well, well here, here's a, here's the crazy thing about this. So this is a blended family. So, so okay. when when my wife and I got married, we had a three and a five, two girls with with the birthdays like that. So that, I guess it was, um, you know, what what do they call it? Uh, a miracle or whatever the fancy, you know, mushy term <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, the, the the way that the way that, the way that all worked out. So uh, yeah, so that was. Uh, Crazy stuff right there. Yeah, it's like June second, June fourth, and and we got a twenty one, twenty three, and and twenty one. You know, the twenty one year old are gonna have to take her out and let her buy herself a mimosa, her own, her own, her own alcohol. Go get her own own damn mimosa tomorrow. Flash out ID. Be like, I remember when I turned twenty one. 
uh, actually 18 back in my day. Back in the day. Back, back in old Caldwell County. So I was I was out there, uh, Maxwell. Yeah, Bobby, you know where that is. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Out there in Maxwell. So cruising down uh, on my birthday, I turned 18 that day, and I stopped in the Yanez Grocery right there on uh, Highway 142. <laughs> uh, going there, picked me up a 12-pack of my favorite beverage at the time, set it up on the counter, and he's like, 640 or whatever it cost back in those days. And I'm like, you need my ID? He's like, no. And I said, uh, well, I, I turned 18 today. He's like, you've been buying beer here for two years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm That's like, how it goes. I'm usually. like, come on, man. Don't you, you know, have... Ty, there's a bunch of sounders from today. Yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of, bunch of promo. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of promo clips show, in here today. You? That's what's that's what's happening today. Yeah, talk, talking about uh, our delinquency here is uh, what seems to be coming up. Um, good St. Louis stuff right there. Uh, Johnny Paycheck and uh, Bobby Bear. That, that's going to be a, a whole lot of fun. Um, New England. You, you've got the, the New England Nationals happening with NHRA. And I know a lot of times here, NHRA kind of floats under the radar because just, I mean, it's like NASCAR keeps on giving. And, and Indy in, in Formula One, it's just boom. It's, it's a TV it's, package it, for NHRA. Th- that's the they whole thing. They don't show a lot. But, you, you know, they really have... As we're into, I think I saw somewhere it's like twelve different winners in in those in those you know four major, well, I guess three because they're talking about the cars. But it um, they're really coming up. Steve Torrance, uh, Matt Hagen, and uh, Dallas Glenn is the one that I really wanted to talk about right there because it, it's so weird for me to look at the pro stock point standings and she was the champion last year again, but uh, Erica Enders is fourteenth. But the rumor of the fuel, the nit- the nitro in the fuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say what you want. I mean, it just is a coincidence. They start cracking down on that, and she starts running really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, it really is. I mean, we're seeing a little bit of a shift there with with pro stock, but uh, you know, New England again. They go they go across the country just just like everybody else in ten years. I mean, ten years in New England. When when you think of drag racing, I mean, obviously, I think drag racing and, and motocross is kind of you, you get that California feel. You know, it's like okay, that, yeah. you know, over over on the left coast. That's where it and, started. That's right. That's right. And 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 what you said right there, Bobby, is is the nail on the head. And, and the true point about it to where it really is so hard to find it. I, I mean, I feel bad a lot of times because it's either stacked after a cup race on, on FS1 or, or, or Again, early yeah, yeah. Or, or qualifying early Sunday morning. You know, they're replaying it there. And, and nobody's going to – you're not going to get any eyes on it at that point. No, but it is stacked on the cup race today uh, or tomorrow, actually. So there's lots of stuff to, to cover in places for racing. That's right. Uh, hey, did you see Chase Sexton, uh, newly crowned uh, Supercross champ, uh, injured this week in a uh, practice crash, so he will miss the uh, a- or the AMA Pro Outdoor Race uh, coming up next, and may- maybe out longer. Concussion, so uh, freshly crowned goes out and guess he crashed at the right time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hit himself on the noggin. He managed to keep himself upright while everybody else was going down, but uh, he takes care of that. Corey Heim also out of the truck, and and I love the the, the text you sent me. Why not just put Tony Breidinger in the in the Should eleven? Just put him in. Put her in the eleven. Uh, I mean, let Makes Jesse love. Yeah, let Jesse love stay in his one. I mean, what, what are we doing here? I I don't get it. But I'm just hey, I'm glad because this Tony Breidinger. And again, we we've talked about her Breidinger, Breidinger, whatever you want to call her. We she's very attractive, very attractive young lady. And and it, with the Victoria's Secret sponsorship, everything that she does right there, she could be a model. I mean, maybe she is. I don't know, but. Uh, she can drive too. Mm-hmm. She can wheel it. <laughs> That's where uh, the difference right there. That you don't really question her ability because it. Uh, it she's really good at what she does, and, and and I'm glad for her to get another opportunity to get in the truck and showcase uh, what she's going to be able to do. Uh, and, and I think that that you know her her opportunities are going to keep coming. Yeah, she's keep making coming. the most of the opportunities as they come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> 
Specs text line, first time listening to you guys. Who's the guy from Maxwell? I'm actually from Lockhart. I, I was uh, in passing right there. Talking about drinking beer. Uh, look at that. Drinking while listening. So that's what we do right here. There it is. Uh, on Revved Up ATX. That is our goal right here. Uh, but again, when you're doing it, when you're doing it, do it responsibly. Very responsibly. Have a plan. What does Aaron say? Um, if you don't drive there, you can't drive back, back. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think that's how it goes. so that's that's what we'll don't uh, drive yeah that's right just don't drive do it uh, responsibly thank you for checking in uh every saturday right here 11 a.m bobby four places for races lake fest 2023 coming up in marble falls that is a huge thing hoping to get katie savage on here it is june 10th through the 11th next uh, weekend that's right kicks off the southern drag boat association 2023 season lake marble falls that's lakeside park hosted by the marble falls highland lakes area chamber of commerce we'll have more details tickets are on sale lake fest 2023 check that out you can even uh, be in the top eliminator club. You can go on the beach, uh, you, and you can watch lots it all of right cool there. Stuff. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. Places for races, my man. All right, we'll get into it real quick before we wrap up the show today. Trucks uh, at Worldwide Technology Gateway, 1230 FS1, followed by the Xfinity Series from Portland at 330 tomorrow. ESPN, you got F1 at Barcelona. Then you got the Cup Race at Gateway at 230. The IndyCar Race from Detroit. Uh, also kicking off at 2.30. Then you got the NHRA coverage uh, following the cup race at 6 p.m. there on FS1. So just park it on FS1 uh, there unless you want to watch the IndyCar race. That's right. Or find you a streamer. Find you one of those streaming services. You can get racing uh, from all around the country. We are back next Saturday, 11 a.m., Revved Up ATX. Stick around. Your weekly message coming up. Tyler Campbell, real life, real talk, right here. Top of the hour on the horn. We're live, local, digital, on the horn app and at hornfm.com.